Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, y'all. Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at y'all live today. Um, Brian Post is traveling, so he is on a plane headed back to California, and I think he's just going to be busy, 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 busy. Um, once he gets back on the ground, so I'm filling him in for him tonight. Um, just kind of chatting for a little bit till uh, you guys have a chance to sign in. And uh, hey, you know, as always, I'm always pulling these books up. And let's see, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. From Fear to Love, your essential guide to parenting adoptive and foster children, and <gasps> in Espanol. On Amazon, we have it on hardback, and on our website, we have an ebook version. So, and it's uh, in the future, in the near future, we will be having an audio version of that in Spanish as well. We actually are um, bringing on a, a social media group. Um, actually, it's a group from my church. They do a great job. They're so talented. They're young. They're um, uh, you know, they just have good energy. They're, they're people who love people. And I think it's going to be awesome. So about mid-month, um, we'll start seeing some changes. And I'm really looking forward to it. So um, let's see. What did I say my topic was going to be? Uh, make, sure to, make sure to make time for things that they're good at. That is what my topic is. And actually, uh, I'm just going to be really honest with you. I am really tired today. I don't know if it's like my nutrition. I didn't really take time to eat well this afternoon. And so now I'm like, Ugh. Marley and I have been going all day. We got up early, drove to Columbus City, had doctor's appointments, drove home. And literally, as soon as I got out of the car, I came into the house and put on my comfy clothes. And I can't wait to get to, get to the couch. <laughs> Uh, do you guys ever feel like that? I'm sure I am not alone. I'm just the one out here willing to say it out loud. And I'm also going to say that I am so grateful. I am so grateful that um, through the way my child has been parented, that she is very mature. She's very self-reliant. Um, and that is such a great place to get in the world of parenting. Right, so, um, you know, for a long time, she needed me there to help her do things or to keep her company, to keep her safe, to, you know, to be a companion. And now um, she enjoys her time to herself as well. And that means that I can rest. So, you guys, if you have kids who are younger, just hang on. They'll get there eventually. <laughs> and you too can put on your comfy clothes and flop on the couch and know that everything will be okay. So, um, my topic tonight, what, what prompted it is I was actually, again, tired. So, I pulled out this book. It is such a great book. If you've not read this book, I strongly encourage it. And I put the promo link up in the comments or in the description of this video. You can get it at from fear to love book got excuse me from fear to love um, and when you buy it from the promo you also get an ebook version as well as an audio version and another bonus all for seven dollars and 95 cents and we ship the book to your home so i picked up my handy dandy favorite book um and just kind of flipped through it uh just to get a little inspiration 
because I'm tired. I needed to feel a little inspired about what I could share that would be helpful. And in the back of this book, there's a compilation. It's the appendix. And it's actually several articles that Brian has written. Um, you know, just little, maybe one, two pages worth. And, and they're gold. I mean, if you bought the book and all you did was read paid the stories in the back, you would feel enriched. And you would have such a different understanding of you and your child and um, the impact of both of your early life experiences and how sometimes those can be colliding courses. Like there's one article back here that he tells the story about his first kind of aha moment of parenting blueprints. And he talks about an exchange between him and a mom that he's working with. And he says, oh my gosh, I've been pushing you for like parenting blueprints of a castle when in fact, now that I know more about your story, your parenting blueprints are more like a trailer house. And then the mom just starts crying and says, no, Brian, you don't understand. I have blueprints for a lean-to. So that's just a great example. And it you know goes on to talk about um, our own parenting blueprints, what our early life experiences are like, and how they manifest in our parent-child relationships. But then I came across this other really beautiful story, The Proper Care and Nurture of Your Creative Child. And he talks about his sister, Christy. Um, and she was a mechanical genius. She loved um, working on things mechanical. And um, it was difficult because academics weren't her strong suit. And um, at times, socializing, um, social skills weren't always her strong suit. Um, but what an effervescent soul, what a beautiful spirit, and what talents in her mechanical abilities. And this tells the story of the conflict because, um, you know, in, I don't, it probably even still now, you know, in the 1980-somethings, 1990-somethings, there wasn't a lot of space for um, women who were mechanically inclined. Um, and so then it got my mind thinking about how oftentimes uh, if our kids, if academics are not their strong suit, um, then there's a lot of focus and a lot of tension that happens around trying to be successful in school. And so then you have all this like you have this IEP and the IEP is completely saturated with focusing on the weaknesses. Um, and then we have the whole process of academics and if they're not good at academics, that's not their strong suit, then that's just like complete torture for them in many ways. And in many ways, probably for you too as a parent because you're like fighting with them, trying to get them to do these things that are not their strong suit. So wouldn't that be exhausting wouldn't it just be exhausting if everything in your life was centered and focused and like shining this spotlight on the things that you're not very good at? And then if you have attachment challenges and your brain gets overwhelmed with stress hormones, God, it is just a very, it's a very nasty mix, isn't it? And so, you know, just a real simple message today is notice what your kids are drawn to. And make sure you make time every day, ample time, 
for them to do things and spend time doing things that they're good at and things that they enjoy. We, as adults, we pick our profession, we pick who we socialize with, and we do that all from someplace that feels good, something that feels good to us, from something that is our strength, something that we're good at. And oftentimes our kids are, we're so focused on the weaknesses and the areas that they're challenged that they don't even get a chance to explore what the, and it's a, it is, I, I find at least for most kids during different ages, it's a process of exploration and just giving them opportunities and allowing them to attend this and attend that. And maybe one semester you're trying art and one semester, maybe it's music and one semester, maybe it's dance or maybe it's uh, more hands-on. Maybe it's even connecting with other people in the community who have those talents. I know for a while, uh, Marley took art lessons and she still has a love for art, but not interested in lessons. She explained to me the other day that the lessons were fine, but um, she came to realize that she got more joy out of doing her own creations. And what a great thing to find out, right? And so she's got this beautiful space that she's, she's the designer and I do it. You know, I hang things where she tells me to hang and get it all set up and she can go spend hours, hours in there working diligently focused on whatever art project she's into. Um, and then, you know, she might not go back in there for another week or so, but then she'll go back and find something else that's create that sparked a, an interest and she'll get in there and spend hours again creating something. And usually she creates for friends or people that she knows across the internet globe. And so I just think it's really awesome. And I love getting the opportunity to see her doing the things that she enjoys. So I just want this to be a reminder and an encourager. I know um, back in the summer, Brian shared some videos along the same mindset and there was a young man in their circle of influence who you know academics wasn't his thing and you know he really had a hard time with relationships but he loved taking things apart and fixing them and putting them back together and especially bicycles and so as luck would have it they came across this person who was getting ready to get rid of like a truckload full of bikes and Brian was like, hey, can we buy them from you or take them off your hands for our kids? And so they had this, you know, great big pile of bicycles and this young man would take parts off one and put them on the other and, you know, just be able to keep himself engaged, doing something he loved learning about that he was good at and everybody needs that opportunity. So um, notice what your kids are, are good at. Give them opportunities to try new things. Um, I'm a big believer that every home needs a place where you can make a mess. That's just me. I've always enjoyed having a place where everybody can make a mess. They can paint, they can glitter, they can do whatever. And it can, you know, it can all be okay, right? Like, you know, I don't want it over the carpet. <laughs> we do that on the tile. We do that over the wood floor or we put newspaper down or whatever so that we don't feel like an anxious mess as parents and we can just enjoy the fun with them and enjoy watching them explore the world and find the things that bring them joy. Life needs to have plenty of time to play. Um, was something that I picked up, I was watching a, a guy who teaches improv actually and I was listening to him talk and there were the most beautiful golden nuggets 
in the teaching of improv because one of the first things improv teaches is about being present, right? You can't improvise comedy or, or improvise a, a dialogue that you're performing unless you're really paying attention and you're really present. And the other thing he said was to play more. So I want to encourage you guys to, you know, relax, enjoy them, play with them, get messy with them, um, create opportunities for fun. We've got so many opportunities for all this work and all this focus and all this school and, you know, a lot of things that can be really tense that sometimes we have to be very intentional until it becomes a habit. So be intentional in creating fun until it becomes just a regular part of your routine. Thanks for joining me. Um, thanks for uh, letting me just be um, a little off the cuff and honoring that I'm a little bit tired, <laughs> uh, that I'm just human, and that we're all human, right? We're just all humans out here doing the best we can every minute and hopefully with our self-care and our reduction of stress <laughs> that's what i'm needing that we'll just get better and better and better at it so brian will probably be back with us tomorrow he'll be finished traveling and hopefully settled into um getting back to his routine there um and again i want to remind you that uh from fear to love great book awesome book and we also have it available in Spanish on Amazon. So on Amazon, you can get the hardback Spanish version sent to you. Much love to you guys. Have a great evening. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you, Layla. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you guys for being with us. And Mimi, I see you out there. And thank you for always tuning in. I love that so much. Um, you are, you're just like a natural born supporter. I love you guys. Take care.